0: to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, for women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us.
1: All right, good morning and uh, welcome to the Faith Lift Sisters. We are in day three of week four of our Hebrews study. And today we're in chapter five, verses 11 through 14. And um, there are, you know, sometimes there are some subheadings in your Bible as you're reading things. And this one cracks me up because it calls warning against dullness of hearing. (laughs) I just think that is such a funny little title. So let's figure out what that means.
2: I'll read uh, Hebrews five eleven through fourteen. About this, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil.
1: So what is the dullness of hearing? You're dumb. <laughs> Almost, yeah,
3: but you know what? Almost <laughs> intentionally so.
1: That's it. That's the yeah. issue. This
3: doesn't have to do with people who have low IQs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, people that with a low IQ can understand God's grace, understand God's goodness. Yeah. So within, it's everybody has that capacity.
1: When you make that choice. That's it. And he's told us over and over and over again, like, remember, be careful, remember, be careful, remember, be careful. Um, and he's like, You can't hear it because you're acting like a baby. Stop (laughs) being dumb and pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: And have you ever been in a conversation and you start talking and you think you're talking, you're both understanding what you're talking about, and then you realize they don't have a clue. (laughs) what you're saying. And so you have to back that conversation up. Ernie and I do this all the time. It's like, it'll be like, um, I don't know. I'll say, well, what about that light or whatever? And he goes, I don't want to fight. And I go, but I know we're not going to fight. And it's like, what do you, why are we fighting? What do you mean the fight and stuff? And eventually I go, I said the word light. He goes, Oh, that changes everything. Right. (laughs) And it's like, that's kind of what this is about. You have to get to one basic, basic thing that you both can agree is going on. That's how you can start these conversations. Until you get to that point, you're going to be talking about lights and fights. You know? yep, you're just being but, a baby. I know. I know. For us, we call it old people fighting. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> That's true. We're doing old people fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Yeah, yeah, you have to get back to those baby things. Milk, babies take in milk, it can be processed by them. Their body knows how to handle that. As they get older, then they can tolerate meat. They can tolerate other things that are more difficult to digest. And in this case, they're talking about comprehending, right? And so why were these people still like this? What was going on?
2: it's a lot easier Because when you're trying to grow and you're trying to listen and you're trying to catch what God has for you, you might have to make changes. Mm -hmm. You might have to be responsible for your actions. You might have to be responsible for for other stuff. Like they said, you ought to be teachers by now. Let's just say you've been sitting under this pastor for five years and you ought to be teaching other people about the milk and the easy stuff, and the foundations. And you should be building on that foundation, not just chinking up the foundation that you've already laid. It's there. Now move up. Build. Build the building. Build your faith and by by practicing.
0: Yeah, I think that last sentence of those verses is the most important. Mm-hmm. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use— yeah. have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil so it's the word it's constant use of the word taking what God has said and putting that into action in your life yeah um, and making those changes and if you're you know we could all just go sit in a pew for the rest of our lives if we never did anything with what we learned um nothing changes right I, learn, I go sit and I learn about forgiveness. And let's say I have a problem with unforgiveness. I can hear about how important it is to forgive and, you know, how it's really for me even more than it is for the other person. But if I never actually take action on that, if I never decide that I'm going to forgive someone um, and put that into motion, whether it means... I go to them and talk to them or whether even it just means between God and me, I say, you know what, Father, I forgive them. I'm not going to hold that against them anymore. I'll be kind to them. I'll be nice to them. I'll speak to them when I see them. You know, there has to be some follow-up action that goes with that, um, big or small. I don't, I don't think we need to qualify it in, per se, but there just has to be something when you hear the word of God, that you do the word of God. And if we don't do that, then we're going to be like these people. Our hearing is just going to get duller and duller and we're going to get slower and slower and we're going to stay babies. Well, what's the phrase resting on your laurels? <laughs> yeah. I do remember mm-hmm. my kids saying to me, I don't want to grow up because that growing up means you got to have some responsibility mm-hmm. for yourself and towards other people. Um, you may have to do some things that you don't like, Um, and so I think, you know, certainly even in the church, we fight that we don't, you know, we don't want to have to grow up. I want to stay a kid. That's nice. I like being a kid. My mom used to say that all the time. She was one of God's babies and we would laugh at her when she would say it, but, but there has to be a desire to grow up in him, um, because if we don't grow up in him, We're not going to really be able to fulfill the purpose that he has for us in his kingdom. And there's no greater fulfillment or joy than walking in that purpose. You know, doing what you were created to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of glad I grew up. I got to get married and have babies and live a life. I mean, there's there's benefits to being a grown-up in the natural, in the spiritual, too. Yeah,
1: like as a as a grown person, do you really look back and wish, man, I wish I were a kid again? No. (laughs) No. No.
3: You know, better at math, but no.
1: (laughs) But when you're a kid, you don't necessarily want (laughs) to grow up. That's right. That's right. But like the author here is saying you by now should be grown ups. Should be grown up. Like you have a grown-up body. Mm Mm-hmm you know, if you want to, if you want to take this, he's yeah. like, you have, you have known these basic elementary concepts for long enough that your elementary body is now a postgraduate body. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've got to make, you've got to make the rest of you catch up to that. And you're yeah. not, and it's intentional and uh-huh. you're not paying attention and you're not doing anything about it. Yeah. That's, that's important because it isn't just, So we
3: could be reading it in Bible study. We could memorize all the scripture. Um, The way this particular Bible study is set up is the precepts, the observation, interpretation, application. A lot of people only want to do observation. They only want to read what's in there. And if the answer is right and not in the Bible, then what does it have to do with me? But every time we read the Word of God, we should be looking at how does it apply? Like we might miss the interpretation. Find people, be in community with that, Right. But the application is, now that I've read this word, how am I changed? How am I transformed into the image of God? Because that is the point of all of this.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, so does, I, How do you take it from the head knowledge to the heart knowledge?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's through prayer, through community, through intention. But the intention has to be there first. Mm-hmm. We just, it's funny, we just got a video from my granddaughter. She was saying, Dad, is such a child. And she was <laughs> saying it like that. She's only four. Just and it's like, a child. what do you mean? He, it, you know, she goes, what, what do you mean he's such a child? She goes, I don't know. He just, like, does things. And she goes, like, what does he do? She goes, I don't know. He's just supposed to do whatever we tell him to do. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> somebody sounds like the child there. You know, he, <laughs> I think he had just left for work or something. They didn't want him to leave. And they didn't want him, him to like that. They were like, not supposed to go to work. He's such a child. He does all these <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're four. You got it. This I is how you're hear that. Right. No, you know. But here's here's the other piece of that. We think that mm-hmm. oh, there's such a child. What do they mean by we should like sacrifice? so what do they mean by tithe? What do they mean by forgiveness? Like you were saying. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes we can get that attitude.
1: So what do we do to step out of that?
3: There's a quote in here that I really liked from our Kent Hughes, and it said, those who feed on the meat of God's word must have a clear doctrinal understanding of radical, of the radical righteousness of God. However, there must also be a practical righteous living. And these two together enable one to feed more and more on the solid word of God. So it's like, you need to understand doctrinally who God is right? It's not about the rules. It's not about sitting in a pew. It's not about all that. It's about doctrinally understanding that he died for us and we are forgiven, that he is our high priest, right? And that he has um, taken on the sin of the world and um, just understanding in bigger concepts who he actually is. And then, so now that I know that, what does my life look like? How do I put that into practice? One way is, I, of course I forgive people because I'm forgiven. Very simple. And it's like when we start thinking of all our sins and our standing apart from God, that we can't afford to hold that against other people.
0: We can look at our behavior and mm-hmm. our way of life, and we can contrast it to Jesus, because we're supposed to be like Him now, Right. Right. Um, and in those areas where I can see that I'm not being like Jesus, then that's a good indicator of what I need to change, mm-hmm. what needs to be different in my life. And that I don't think that that's, it's not getting into works to see that and to recognize that because I can't change on my own. Um, but I think that part of growing up is, Getting to that place where you can see that you're doing something or not doing something, and you can make a conscious decision to turn from that behavior and turn toward the behavior of Jesus. Um,
2: I think think you have to, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think you have to um, learn how to hear God speaking to you, too. You have to look for opportunities you know, that are coming your way, but you have to learn to listen. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are well tuned into the Holy Spirit, nudging you here a little, you know, a little nudge over there, hearing something and it clicks in like, oh, that's what that means and or, oh, I should be doing that, not this. God just told me, you know, what I needed to do and and to do the things, not just hear them, but But practice them and keep doing those things until they become a normal way of your life so that when God speaks, you're quick to hear. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead, Suzanne.
1: We'll tie it back into the, like, elementary level analogy. Um, is there anything wrong with being preschool or elementary level if this is new to you? No,
0: that's that's perfectly fine if it's new to you. That's where you are. (laughs) So if you are,
1: I I just want to make sure that you are not hearing anything that we're saying as condemnation. If you are a new believer, if you are just kind of figuring out what this is. If you aren't even a believer and you're just like, I, I don't know. I like to listen to these ladies because they talk about watermelon grapes and you know whatever <laughs> strippers that come be your door. Like, yeah. you so know,
3: different kind of Bible study. <laughs> right.
1: So if you are, if you are new to this, if you are questioning this, we want you to know that being at the elementary level is awesome. Right. And that as you are progressing from elementary level to post-graduate level, sometimes you're going to have to repeat a grade.
3: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That was
1: lovingly said, Susan. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes you might even have to go back (laughs) because... You have to do that's, a little remedial work. Right. right. Yes. You know, and, and that's okay as long as you are making the progress. The call here, and I think the important distinction here is in verse 11, where he says, we have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear because you no longer try to understand.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we are in James again. Where's your heart? Mm-hmm. That was the problem. He's calling out that. He's not calling out people who are baby Christian. Right. You know, and I say that term baby Christian very lovingly and excitedly. It's such an exciting time in your life. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, but that was not the case for the, the Hebrews or the audience that they're going towards. They had a lot of knowledge. They were trying to live in both worlds, and they weren't switching over. They weren't switching and choosing Christ. Intentionally, because their heart was saying, and then they were in a tough spot. I'm not discounting that, but it, the I think Paul's calling out their heart and their intention, yep. not their standing of knowledge in the Bible and scripture.
0: Well, because all of yep. us were babies to begin with,
3: right? Yeah, and some of us had to say babies for a while because we
0: and, really needed yeah, to keep
3: repeating, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We've, there are a few of us who've done a lot of remedial work, right? yeah.
2: <laughs> Refresher courses. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: a better oh, way. Oh wow,
1: that. <laughs> I like
0: that.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's like oh, here I go again. <laughs> yeah. I learned it. I learned it once, but I didn't use it. I didn't practice it, so I forgot it. Now I have to go back and and relearn it again. Yeah. You know, this time I hope I learned my lesson and I'll get a passing well, grade, and move on.
0: Just like our kids, just like a normal school. You don't, you don't go to kindergarten knowing everything. Right. Right. You have to learn how to read. And that starts out pretty simple. It doesn't start out reading, you know, war and peace. Um, the same thing with math. You start with, you know, one plus one. You don't start out with a, you know, pi or some kind of algebraic equation. You start where you start at the beginning and then you work your way through the grades and with every year you increase in knowledge. And, um, and I think it's kind of, you know, we can use those practical things when we're looking at our walk with God too. Of course, you don't know everything when you first start out. How could you, you know, we get saved, but that doesn't mean we, we just get a big mind and heart dump. Right. We have to work out that salvation um, right. And I think the, the biggest way we do it is learning God's Word, learning to hear His voice, um, and learning how to rely on Him. Um, I, and that takes time. Yeah. I think
3: um, every Christian, man, man or woman, I guess, I was going to say woman, but it's like men too, you should always have someone who is ahead of you mm-hmm. in this walk, Right. That's how I got to you guys. (laughs) It's like, you should always find someone who's ahead of you, who you can, um, I guess, glean from or pull from or learn from, but you should always have someone who's coming up that you can lift up because in that process of lifting them and teaching, you're also going to learn. It's not just for them. It is for you Mm -hmm. to go back over those things. It was like, forgiveness. Tell me about forgiveness. It was like, oh yeah. 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 Okay. And then what will probably come to mind in that process is how you've been holding some forgiveness back. It's like, oh, got it. Got it. You know? So um, I think we should all have someone ahead and someone um, behind. And we need to be careful. If we're just in the pews, we need to check our spirit, check our stuff. Are we hearing God's word? God speaks to people and he may not speak in these giant tones, but he speaks through his word. He speaks through other people. He'll speak, you will have a quiet voice. Um, not audible, a one in your head, you know, a knowing would be a way to say it. And people who say, Oh, that doesn't happen. It's like, well, when you say, Hey, we gotta get going here, who are you talking to? <laughs> right? It's like usually yourself, you know?
1: Yeah. So Well, that's those are some very practical ways I think for us to kind of have broken down that passage of where it's almost like a mocking tone is how the author has it kind of like, Oh, really? You Um, Right. Right. But we've all been those people on occasion. Um, And so we want to make sure that you hear that with grace to know that um, it, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. But also, The exhortation to move it along, folks.
2: (laughs) Speaking of which.
1: Speaking of which. (laughs) Move it along. Move it along. Terry, do you Uh, want to finish us today? (laughs) Sure. Okay.
2: Once again, Lord, I might sound repetitious, but I am so thankful for your word. So thankful for the reminders that you send us as we read through and and we learn from other people who have made mistakes, who have made good choices, who, who have a lot to share with us on, um, on what you have for them and what you have for us. And Lord, I just pray that we would all... Um, Put in our spiritual hearing aids so that we will no longer be dull of hearing your word, but that we would hear you clearly, that we would be doers of the word and practice what you have told us until we get it right. And um, all these things are to bring honor and glory to you, Lord, not to ourselves for um, you know getting all A's or anything like that, but just so that if someone looks at us and they can say that, wow, they... These people say that they're Christians, and they sure do live a, a different kind of life that's honoring to their God. So we pray that people will be able to say that of us, Lord. And just help us to grow in the knowledge and um, understanding of you uh, through your word, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: I <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs>